So if somehow in your answer we can get across that we are living for so much more, so it kind of takes it away from being, oh yeah, like, oh no, I can't drink because I've got this bunch of rules. So they're like, no, it's just amazing, the life I'm living. Like, Jesus gives me so much more. Like, I don't, I, just, I don't need this. I mean, yeah, I'll come along, but I have got so much more in the hopes. Um, I mean, that's also very hard to get across in a couple of sentences when you've got, like, music blaring. Um, but that attitude of being like, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about this because I've just got such a joy, such... I'm living something greater that it's okay that I don't get to join in on this because what I've got is more. Welcome back to the Christians of Sport podcast. My name is Johnny Reed. It's great to be back with you. Sports, uh, a social thing, isn't it? If you're listening in now, you love sport, maybe you love playing it, but you also love it because of the people you get to hang out with and spend time with. And we end up spending loads of time with people. And one major aspect of that can be socials or nights out or when starting at a new club, maybe initiations. If you're a fresher at university listening in right now, this might be especially useful for you. Because what we're going to do is we're going to uh, discuss uh, why we think being part of socials is brilliant, why you should get along, why you should get stuck in. We're going to discuss uh, maybe why Christians won't want to be getting hammered. Uh, and we're going to discuss the joy of knowing Jesus as a sports person and the joy it can be to be part of socials. Um, so whether you wouldn't yet call yourself a Christian or you do, listen in as we discuss these things. I've got three people uh, with me, who are going to chat about their experiences at university, particularly uh, of socials and especially initiations or, or welcome drinks, as are often now known. So I've got Rosie Brockenshire. She was at Exeter, graduated in 2010 as a netballer. Dave Hampton at Cardiff Met, graduated the same year, uh, a rugby player. And Owen Brown at Edinburgh, graduated in 2008 after a, a long eight years having done a PhD. Uh, and he was a rugby player. Rosalie, let's go to you first. Exeter netball. Tell us about your experience of being a Christian at, at socials in your netball team. Okay, well, um, I was the only Christian in the club. Um, so whenever I sort of had um, a night out, I was quite aware of that. Um, we What we would do is meet up at a bar, John Gandhi's. Everyone would be drinking cider and black. That was uh, just what everyone was um, instructed to drink. And we'd hang out there for a bit, play some games, and then head off to um, one of the clubs in town where everyone else would meet. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of um, sort of group drinkings, a lot of uh, people leading from the front. Um, and uh, yeah, I just decided, I decided at uni, I was going to have a couple of drinks, but I actually decided on um, netball nights out, I decided not to drink at all. Um, so I often had some conversations about that. Um, and it came up in different different ways. I found often smaller conversations were uh, with with smaller groups, people a bit more constructive. Um, but yeah, we Thank also had a lot of fun. Great. And we'll get into some of those really helpful principles of maybe some tips or, or things that you guys have learned as well. Um, Hamper, let's go to you. Rugby, Cardiff, uh, Welshman. Um, let's go initiations. Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, so you kind of knew it was coming at some point. Um, you'd hear the stories of the past um, and the captain and the social sec were sort of getting excited to reveal to us what our initiations were going to involve. Um, the year I had my initiation, the theme was Moulin Rouge, <laughs> um, which you can imagine uh, involved uh, interesting outfits, 
and um, interesting activities on the night itself. Um, as soon as I found that out, it, it proved a kind of um, an issue in my head to know exactly where the line was. And I think this is probably where this might be helpful for us to discuss is kind of so often there are different lines and measures and it was really hard to, to, to know exactly what to do. I had made the decision, um, similar to Rosalie actually, that um, I was willing to drink a couple and know my limits within that. But on certain occasions, I would make a principle of not drinking at all. And I felt the initiation, the very first kind of major social together, that I would probably say I wasn't going to drink at that point. Uh, but maybe later on within the year, I, I would enjoy having a couple of drinks with with the guys. So the night came around. We were all dressed up in Moulin Rouge. Uh, we were in the SU bar. Um, you walked into the room and there was tarpaulin all over the floor, which sort of, again, struck fear into you. Um, but it's worth saying that I had had a conversation with a social sec um, and the captain beforehand, expressed to them how I really wanted to be a part of the rugby club um, I wanted to go to the initiation and be fully committed, but there were certain things that I wasn't willing to do because of my faith in Jesus. And I felt that getting drunk and, and drinking excessively would compromise my faith. Um, and even certain activities might uh, prove difficult. So I just said to them on the night, I'll be there. I was willing to dress up. Mm -hmm. um, there is photo evidence, which I won't share with anyone. Um, but I also said to them, I will do alternatives on the night. And they lined up a load of alternatives for me, like um, tonic water and all these different concoctions that they poured together. I'm sure there was kind of milk and then lemon juice and different sauces all tossed into different Lovely. drinks. Um, as, so I didn't have to do the, the drinks itself. Really helpful. Uh, Owen, what was it like? Edinburgh back in, back in the two, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Oh. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. Uh, so had a wonderful time with socials with the rugby team in school. Um, mm. that was, uh, that was part of life for us. Um, we had a local pub that wouldn't serve us, but we went out. So it was always thought it was going to be great fun. Um, turn at university tryouts were great. Uh, a few early socials, uh, plenty of opportunity to escape or talk to other people. It seemed low key. Uh, and I remember the first, I remember the fateful day, uh, away trip to, uh, Aberdeen, uh, bus, long bus journey on the way home. And, uh, the bottles of spirits came out and, uh, just, just did not know how to respond. Uh, so I, I, I refused most stuff, but it was, uh, um, it was something I wasn't quite ready for and, uh, yeah, drank too much on the bus and uh didn't didn't make it to the initiation ceremony after which was uh, uh which mm. was disconcerting but then subsequently a week after I found a couple of other christians who were, weren't on the bus weren't being tryouts so they would start talking through things with them uh but that was always a a, a tough moment i think uh, mm. looking back well in some ways that's exactly why we're recording this podcast with people listening in like that we want to help people think through these questions um dave you mentioned about not uh, drinking on certain nights and and rosie similarly and owen there sort of a, a seeming tone of, of regret dave just help us understand maybe as a christian in sports uh, and alcohol what what does the bible have to say why would we be even doing this podcast in the first place some people are just going well what's, what's the issue just just crack on play your sport enjoy your social time if you have a few drinks you have a few drinks um 
help us understand that. Yeah, I think of, of course we want to really reiterate that we are saved by the grace of God mm. and through his mercy alone in Christ, we've not done anything. We don't have to earn our salvation. We are gifted. It. It's a wonderful gift from God. And therefore how we choose to live as a result of that is, is a way of sort of expressing our thanks and our praise and our worship to God. And I think we must remember that when we get mm. into then topics like drinking, because we can sometimes fall into the trap of saying, this is something I have to do mm. uh, to be a Christian or something I must do. When in fact, I think we should view it more as something we get to do and want to do in light of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And so I think obviously we need to thinking through where in scripture we're encouraged to think about the way that we live. Uh, and Colossians and Ephesians, uh, Paul writes wonderfully on Christian behavior on this. And probably one of the, the more well-known verses in the area of drink is in Ephesians, where he says, don't get drunk on wine because it leads to debauchery. And there's the warning, really, I think, um, that the Bible makes pretty explicit to us. Excessively drinking wine will lead to debauchery, doing debaucherous things, ungodly things, things that you will probably regret. And so I, you, I think we need to remember that that is given to us in a loving warning, mm. in a way that we are, is there to protect us and to help us and to guide us. And it's also done, obviously, uh, for the early church to think about their witness. So I think as we consider this as, as Christians, we need to be thinking about what is best for me under God's design. And if he loves me and he's created me to flourish and get the most out of life, then his warning of not getting drunk on wine because it leads to debauchery is a good warning and one that we should really take on board. That's really helpful. Uh, Any one of you then, why, why should a Christian go to initiation or socials in general? Um, at university, there's, they're, they're bigged up, as you mentioned. I was at Exeter Hockey Club, similar, very similar situation to you guys. And, and yet all four of us here have really tried to wrestle with this question of how can we? We try and help Christian sports people at university wrestle with that. Um, Owen, Roe, why, why should a Christian go to initiate church? Why is it important to be there? So when, when you're part of a team, it's just amazing, isn't it? Like, it's just such a great way to get to know people and the ups and downs of sport. I feel like just so much bonding. And it's part of that being part of a team, isn't it? And like, I know some of the netball girls, which is some great friends. So mm. I just really wanted to see them, wanted to have a great time with them. Um, and it's also about sharing our lives, isn't it, as a Christian? Um, and actually, if we're in those situations and we're able to honor Jesus in them and talk, maybe have conversations even on nights out, some, some, sometimes some of the great conversations about Jesus, even on nights out. Um, and it's just a great place to be. And we have that example from Jesus as well, don't we? Like, actually, if you look at his life, where was he? He wasn't in. Like he wasn't hanging out just only with the religious folk. He was there. He was out with the prostitutes and the sinners. And he was, people were accusing him of like, people thought, oh, he's hanged out with all the drunk guys. Like, what's he like? Well, actually, yeah, great. Cause that's, that's who he wants to share God's love with. Um, and I think, so if you're there, then you're more, you've got more chance to be able to share Jesus with them is, is one reason. Um, but yeah. Oh, and and why would, yeah, oh, and why would you be saying? Yeah, that was great. Uh, I, I think for me, it was um, the slow learning process of uh, taking great delight in who God had made me, uh, what I was able to do, 
um, a growing uh, dislike or um, uh, of, of, of the culture associated with the teams, but at the same time, increasing love for the teammates themselves. <laughs> Uh, and so I wanted to play sport. I love sport. I was, I was okay at it, but also growing love for the guys around me. Um, and so therefore naturally wanted, wanted to be able to, to speak with them and share with them and do life with them. Um, and, and very slowly learn how to do that a little more effectively. Is that, and that's important, isn't it? That, that principle, we sometimes talk about it of, you can be somebody who, shares but is never there who shares the gospel who just wants to speak to people of jesus but you're never there you're not present you don't know your friends or there but never share um so it's really helpful to hear from both you rosie and owen of the importance of being there and the opportunities that brings three of you social initiations what what sort of conversations did you have off the back of it because it, it must have been it is provocative isn't it if if somebody asks why are you not drinking why why are you trying to do this differently yeah, I, you know, from if if you set a precedent quite early on as well of of the fact that you either will not drink or you you drink a bit but you have your limits, uh, it just is so countercultural. Um, particularly as a fresher, that is the way people unite and they they come come together and it's the drink which is the sort of glue. So you're not participating in that, which is very uh, distinct. And I think people are, they are just intrigued by it. Mm. Um, and so the obvious question comes straight in, which is why don't you drink? Which is then a really tough thing. You've got to make a decision what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, because you you could say, well, I just don't want to get drunk. You could say, I've got a hand in in the morning. Like you've got lots of different things. It's a choice you make as a mm. Christian at that point, whether you're going to take that opportunity to try and then say something along the lines of, because of my faith in Jesus, um, but there's even risk of just saying because I'm a Christian. Well, yeah, because that, that was your point earlier, wasn't it? Because that's the danger is it comes across as uh, as what some people call legalism. Let's explain that term. Basically, is in somebody saying, well, you do that because you're a Christian because there's a bunch of laws you have to follow. Jesus says, don't get drunk, so I don't get drunk. That is, that, and that is not the gospel, is it? That's not no. life of us, not freedom. So how would you, Dave, you continue there. If I'm your mate in your pub and I go, right, Dave, like, why on earth are you not doing this? Everyone yeah. else is. What, what would you say? In a minute, what would you say? Uh, I'd probably say something like, um, because of my faith in Jesus, this isn't something, I, I don't want to get drunk. Um, rather, I try to live for God. Mm. I think I'd probably say something along those lines. It's so hard to know, isn't it? Um, mm. But I try actually to avoid saying christianity like that you know i'd rather say something like faith in jesus mm. because of my relationship with god or just something less um cliche because i think people instantly switch off when they hear the phrase sort of because i'm a christian or because i'm from a christian home i think they're triggers for people just to switch off whereas saying something because of my faith in jesus um i want to live for him and in with drinking I, he asked me not to get drunk because he wants the best for me so i don't mm. want to get drunk um, in, in 1 Peter 3, um, I found this verse quite helpful to think about nights out. Um, it says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And I love that little bit at the end, for the hope that you have. Mm. So if somehow in your answer, we can get across that we are living for so much more. So it kind of takes it away from being, oh, yeah, like, oh, no, I can't drink because I've got this bunch of rules. So they're like, no, it's just amazing, the life I'm living. 
like Jesus gives me so much more. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, just, I don't need this. I mean, yeah, I'll come along, but I have got so much more in the hope. Um, I mean, that's also very hard to get across in a couple <laughs> of sentences when you've got like music blaring. Um, yeah. But that attitude of being like, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about this because I've just got mm-hmm. such a joy, such I'm living something greater that it's okay that I don't get to join in on this because what I've got is more. Yeah, and what's what's awesome, what's awesome about that, Rosalie, is that you're saying it not kind of excusing yourself. You're not sort of apologising in your answer for not joining in. You're actually saying it far more with with conviction and joy that you are okay not miss it. You're okay not to be doing that, and you're comfortable and you're at peace with that. And you find I found this all the time that you would you would live distinctively, say in the area drink, and people would come up to you and go, "Oh, I wish I could do what you do." Mm, yeah. You know, like people would really be almost taken aback. Mm. And particularly, I found other freshers in my first year would come up to me and be like oh man, you know, can I, can I take refuge in you type thing? Because you're the one who's not getting drunk and I wish I could be more like that. Mm-hmm. And I do remember when I was then in my second and third year, like I'd be just quietly in the ear of the freshers going, you know, you don't have to do that if you don't want. Mm-hmm. But it's the pressure, isn't it? It's the pressure mm-hmm. of it being it in is. a club, not wanting to, not wanting to look different. You're, you're the pressure to, to be a part of the group and to um, sort of earn people's respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really helpful, Rosalie. Well, let's let, let let's dive in on some really helpful principles then, because we've touched on different ones. And let's let's zoom into freshers. So whether it's initiations or just being a fresher, um, what would be some of your, your your top tips, your your principles you'd be saying to a fresher now who's going? I'm about. To, I'm a rugby player. I love playing rugby. Or I'm a netball or I'm a hockey player. Whatever it might be, I'm really looking forward to playing sport at uni. Um, but I'm worried about this. What would be some of your, your top principles? Oh, and what would you be saying? Yeah, I think, I think we've, we've touched on this already, but it's, it's been distinct, distinctive from the start. Um, and so in going into the first socials, going into the first initiations, uh, prayerfully, maybe, maybe having asked some other mates to pray for you that you would just be bold mm-hmm. and clear as you start off. Because uh, the first step is the word, uh, or the most challenging. Um, and pray for the words, you know, exactly as Dave said, the words to say to the captain or the social chair, whatever it is. But I think that's, uh, that's a primary one for me. Definitely. Um, one, one tip would be to just be prepared in maybe like what you're going to say. So I used to, I did actually practice what I would say. Um, cause I thought there were likely conversations that would come up and you feel a bit of an idiot when you're in your room by yourself. <laughs> But then when it comes to the bar, you're just not phased because actually it's really scary. It could be really scary in that moment when someone says, what, why are you not drinking? But if you sort of already know a little bit about what you're going to say, then it's, it takes away that kind of edge. Um, and then the other question I sort of try to ask myself is, who, who am I honoring first and foremost? So I, I did really want to honor the netball club. So I, and I love a good game as well. So I would like really try and honor the fun and really try and get in there actually honoring Jesus first and foremost and that comes first um and then all the games and everything you know slot under him so maybe work out who are you honoring with with your night out because commitment is like the currency of sports clubs that's what people deal in so if you're committed (laughs) then they'll be committed to you 
which is off. You need to remember that because if you want them later on to come to a carol service or an event and you've not been committed in any way, there's no chance that they're going to come. So commitment's the currency. So to bridge on what you said there, Rosalie, you've got to work out the things that you can do, which Mm. you, in your conscience, by the Spirit's guidance, things you can do, go for it. Like fully dive in. If it's singing songs, wearing stupid outfits, uh, telling jokes, making a fool of yourself, obviously, if you're happy to do that. I think as Christians, we need to show that we're willing. But then when these these specific challenges come up that we feel in our conscience, this would compromise our faith. Of course, that's when we need to choose to be distinct. And it's worth saying there, Dave, isn't it? That's not always then drink-related, is it? It could be. Of course not. So that is in singing the Welsh National Anthem, as I know you do proudly (laughs) and superbly, is quite different to then singing a a, a bawdy, crude song, isn't it, potentially? Which maybe there's a whole other podcast on that, on on how how we do those kind of things. But it it is that, and that's where some of those principles of... Speak to be accountable to somebody else. Have somebody else praying for you. Chat through. Listen to this podcast if you already are. If you're here, chat to people who've been through it. You can wrestle with some of these questions of, I just don't know how to deal with this. Mm. And, and knowing in grace, we're not going to get everything right all the time. Yeah. But we're, we're not going to get it right necessarily the first time. We may come across a situation you just haven't planned or prepared for. Yeah. It's brilliant to be planned and prepared. It's brilliant to practice uh, how we're going to give a reason for hope we have. But sometimes you may just be caught off guard, and then you. As in frantically pray, don't you? you pray, Lord, like help yeah. me to honor, help me to honor you now. Help me to I don't know how to deal with the situation. How do you think this through? Yeah. And, and sometimes that may be wise then to withdraw um, and yeah. just go. I just I'm just not sure here. Um, yeah. And like and like Rosie says, who am I honoring? I want to really honor my team, but I honor Jesus primarily. Yeah. And so if I'm unsure, then I'm gonna then I'm I'm gonna go. Okay, well let me, yeah. let me let me think this through. To be really specific, I reckon there's about five or six scenarios you go through before you've probably done enough to be able to sort of set how you're known. So the, I'll, I'll quickly <laughs> go over them because it gets from the hot, the worst to then the easiest. The first one is obviously the worst. They're absolutely in your face, potentially. There's a lot of pressure. Drink this fresher, do this, do this. And your knees are knocking and you're sweating buckets and you, and you just conjure up a mate somehow by God's help the strength to say no and say, no, come on, get on it, get on it. No, no, no. And you get through the first one. The next one arises, could be the next night or the next week. And they say, come on, get on it, get on it. And you say, no, I don't want to do that. And they say, seriously, you're doing this again. And you say, yeah, I don't want to. And, and there's a bit of pressure, but again, you manage to get through it. The third one comes around and the person comes over, you get on it, you know, and then they send someone else in, a slightly uh, softer person and say, come on, mate, just let your hair down for a second. Let it go. And you go, no, I don't. And they go, okay, fair enough. And then the fourth one comes around where maybe someone new turns up, kind of a, a third year comes back a little bit later and he goes, get on it, get on it. But everyone else knows you don't. And someone else goes, no, leave her alone. She doesn't drink. Or he he doesn't drink. And so everyone else starts to sort of help you out. And then you get the fifth or the sixth one, which is the best one, where the drinks are coming around and it gets around to you and they go, you don't drink that, do you? And they know at that point where your limits are. I think, you you know, it'll go five, six, seven attempts of that. And it is the first one is the hardest one. But actually, I think if you can push through those scenarios at the very beginning it will do yourself so many favors then later on uh, and people will respect you for it um, and i think people will will be really intrigued and interested how you've got that strength to be able to not conform to the pattern of university sports club 
Can I just say we had um I found a, a great friend or I was I was given a great friend early on. Uh we we played front row together at the end, both Christians. Uh, and we found we found ourselves a role almost as uh um uh informal social secretaries. And hmm. uh so we used to go we go used to go and try and lead the singing together uh at socials. Um uh but people knew that he didn't drink and I drank very little. Um, on uh, Six Nations weekends, we used to organize the Six Nations socials. So you come and watch with us, etc. We'll cook the food. Um, and so we eventually found ourselves a, a funny kind of niche, which was amazing and an absolute, absolute blessing. Um, and after, after months, even, even years with some of them, we were able to start to have some of those really rich conversations. And a couple of them have been in touch even the last couple of years, still asking their questions. Um, so, so the boldness and accountability and prayerfulness, they're all the kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're basics, but they're so key. Yeah. Mm. And it's worth remembering, isn't it? That verse in Ephesians says, don't get drunk on wine because it leads to be debauchery rather be filled with the spirit. Yeah. And it's not that we are not to do something. It's rather, we're not to do something, but rather be filled with the spirit and um we must remember that that we don't go alone jesus promises to be with us to the very ends of the earth um and he's given us the blessing of our church to uh, help us and guide us and pray for us and so i'd hope totally recommend people speak to their student worker get the advice of uh, in the from those who the student worker is kind of discipled over the years. Um, but remember that you're not on your own. And right. hopefully that's where there are Christians in sport groups at the majority of the unis where freshers go. And, and that's a great support network mm. for people to learn from each other and, and just be there for each other. Um, we, we aren't alone in these experiences. And sometimes because we feel that way, we, we kind of let our guard down or we, we just cave in. But actually Jesus is with us even in the, social club where the tarpaulin's on the floor he is with us there mm. and that's such a helpful reminder Dave because I was just thinking about some of the some moments in some of our socials actually there were some it did feel like lonely moments I'm thinking like specifically when say in your scenario when you sort of had five those, those five weeks you were just talking through what I would face as well in week like two or three and I don't know I don't want to gender stereotype but I don't know if this is maybe a subtly more girl thing there was a lot of su- kind of subtle oh, okay then, well, we'll leave you and then we'll go off. And so they would go off to the bar and do shots and sort of, I would feel that exclusion. And mm-hmm. those, those moments could feel really lonely. So what you just said is key for those moments, for remembering if you do feel like there's a moment of exclusion, um, kind of, oh, right, maybe she's a bit boring. Let's go off. Yeah. Um, that is a chance to remember, yeah, so A, Jesus is with me. I've got people praying for me. And then looking, looking around and going, well, actually, like we talked about before, there's probably other people here that aren't as focused on alcohol as that conversation I've just had. And, and you know, trying to see where else you can hang, hang out. Um, and, yeah, praying for more Christians in your clubs, praying for, yeah, support in that way. And it, it is, we need to be ready to explain that as we've stressed throughout this, because actually I think the student culture is changing slightly where um, some people are just choosing not to, to drink anymore or get drunk because um, I think maybe they've realized uh, the the dangers that come with it. And we're maybe a bit more of a health conscious society. Um, And so actually you might have someone in your club who's not a Christian who doesn't drink as well. 
Mm. And so then you're in an interesting situation, aren't you? Because it's not an automatic that they're not drinking because they're a Christian. And so we, again, need to be ready to express why we're not drinking other than just the fact that we want to be clean. Mm. Um, Mm. We need to be saying there's so much more value and worth in in following Mm. Jesus's way and living for him, as we've talked about. That's all, yeah, really, really helpful. And hopefully people listening in can take away some help into that. Last last question, each of you. You've got 30 seconds. You, you, you've got a fresher going to uni now. What, what are you saying to them as you encourage them to get to get into their teams? Go for it. Be committed. It, sport at uni is awesome, but mm. paint your colours to the mast from the beginning. Don't compromise. And over time, you'll have a wonderful experience of building wonderful friendships, but hopefully being able to tell them about Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I totally echo that. Just, yeah, love it. Embrace it. Just get really stuck into your team. Be committed to your team. Um, don't take yourself too seriously, but take take Jesus very seriously. And um, honour him on nights out, first and foremost. Be prepared. Have, have a great time. And um, look for those opportunities to share Jesus because um, they will come and people will ask questions. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. Again, all those. And, uh, and find yourself Christian wing people. Um, mates, who are, mates who are praying for you um, on your socials, who will ask you good questions, uh, who know when you're being, uh, being an idiot and pull you out of situations. Um, find those as well if you can. Um, yeah, wonderful. Great. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. And, and thanks for listening in. As, as we've said, there's a few things we just love to point you towards. As Dave mentioned, at universities up and down the country, um, we, have a, we have groups, and a lot of them, Christian sports people just like you listening in now who are looking to think through and wrestle these issues. And if you're not at uni, that doesn't matter. We've um, got other people you can get in touch with. We have blogs, Bible studies on our websites. Um, you can get in touch. Just find all the details on our website at christiansinsport.org.uk. Uh, another thing as well, if you've got another question you want to wrestle with, you want us to discuss in our podcast, uh, feel free just to use hashtag AskCIS on any social media or email podcast at christiansinsport.org.uk or look out on social media. We'll be doing little shout-outs asking you what are the sort of questions you want us to wrestle with uh, and think through and, uh, and think through what does the Bible have to say about this? Uh, what does it like to be a Christian in this aspect of the world of sports? Um, thanks so much for listening in, uh, until next time. See you later.